0: I just wanted to reflect a little bit on on my some of my experiences yesterday, and we had a, a rather revered Buddhist monk here. He lives down in Southern California. He's considered fairly famous, actually, yeah. <laughs> but he's been coming, you know, to Portland, Pennsylvania, for every year for about twenty years. He just comes like on Halloween, (laughs) every year, end of October. Uh, So, you know, seeing him yesterday, and he hadn't been here for a couple years because of the pandemic, seeing him yesterday was uh, very much like uh, reuniting with a beloved family. He is a Theravada, you know, Buddhist monk. So he's in our tradition, Uh, But he's outside of our lineage, as you would say. So he does things a little bit differently than we normally train people to do here. Uh, But anyone who's been hanging around Theravada Buddhism for any amount of time (laughs) uh, knows to expect the unexpected. And that's the only rule, really. (laughs) behave Um, (laughs) and expect the uh, unexpected. (laughs) Um, So it had been a long time since I had seen him and I had sort of forgotten um, exactly how he took his meals and uh, did some other things in our tradition. Uh, The monks live and nuns live completely on uh, alms food. They don't carry money. They don't grow food. Uh, they are supported daily um, with a meal, you know, put directly, given them directly. And uh, there's a whole range of how uh, you can offer or how we offer meals to the monastics, uh, like ranging from offering each Uh, bowl individually, and then they pick what they want, but we're literally offering each, you know, each bowl, if it's a potluck, each bowl into their hands. They'll take it, they've accepted it, and then they go through the line. Um, Or, uh, Ajahn, Jeff has in the past, and, and, and another Ajahn, that you literally lift the whole table. So <laughs> here's the whole table, very simple. You know, uh, not that dramatic, you know, but it's a way of saying, this is, this is for you, you can have it. Uh, they're not allowed to eat uh, or drink anything except for just water, a few allowables, some medicine that isn't given them directly so it has to be very clear like this is for you you know and there's all these rituals around it and so <clears throat> I was in uh I was leading the meal yesterday and I kept you know telling people what to do <laughs> and how to do it <laughs> and that just kept being wrong <laughs> and wrong uh but not bad you know so Wrong in the conventional sense, like we didn't really know what his conventions were anymore. I didn't—I'd forgotten, or I had practiced, you know, with him in a while. Um, uh, But I kept having to, you know, learn, and then sort of uh, switch up the instructions (laughs) as I went along. And so yesterday, I was under the impression that we would be sort of offering him the table of food. And when he came down, we had some volunteers. I kind of mentioned that, but I wasn't sure. And I said, uh, <clears throat> "So, Adam, you know, how, would you like to, how would you like to do the meal offering? In? And he's standing there and he goes, oh, oh, we'll start with this bowl of salad. And, you know, and he walks out, oh, so we had a table with food around it, you know. And um, we did the offering in the most traditional way which is very sweet and unusual uh, to come in contact with. Uh, But it's where the monk has their bowl and um, you serve directly into their bowl. Each item as they wish, right? Uh, So it's incredibly direct. It's the most direct way to feed a monastic. Um, and for me, it's very touching because because they don't grow food, because they don't store food or have money. Uh, I mean, there's various nuances to that. Like, you live in a monastery, there's people who can, you know, have money and uh, store food. But, but, um, <clears throat> but this tradition, this Theravada tradition, the oldest tradition, And Buddhism has come forward 2,600 years because of the daily, actually literal feeding of these monastics. Keep them alive, keep them alive, keep them alive. And then what they do is practice so that we can draw near and learn from them. And it's just a very sweet, um, clean, inspiring system. Uh, and then the monks, and, uh, like Ajahn some other monks in our tradition, when they do this direct bowl offering, uh, they sort of lean. So they have their big monk's bowl. They lean forward toward the food that they're interested in, and say nothing. You know, and you scoop into the bowl. I know, right? You scoop into the bowl, and then when they when they don't want anymore, more. They pull back. So there's no words. You have, it's very much like this dance of generosity and gratitude. So they come forward, pull back, walk to the next thing, or skip something, or whatever. You know, lean forward, pull back. And so then, you know, if you're really practiced in serving monks this way, or not nervous, or very mindful, which I was kind of medium <laughs> yesterday. Uh, then, you know, you, you put the food in their bowl really mindfully too. So you don't sort of, you know, slop the jello onto the meatloaf or onto the <laughs> whatever marshmallow salad. No, I was like, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it sort of doesn't make a pile of bowls. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> but you can like these bowls are pretty big. I mean, they're like, not like that. <laughs> they're like that. If you can see that uh, bell over there, they're maybe about that big, maybe a little smaller. And so you can like sort of mindfully actually put the food in the bowls um, in a way that's also uh, delicious and you know not too conflicting. But really, they take what's offered. I you think know? Jeff was more uh, clear. Oh, is that a rogue Blue cheese. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing or no fish you know i brought a salmon yesterday no fish <laughs> oh no fish okay got it we remember that for a year no fish <laughs> it comes back next year i'll do something else <clears throat> so we're listening we're watching you know uh monks and nuns they are uh, uh fed and maintained completely on the generosity of people like us uh so They don't usually um, uh, express their preferences, you know, even when specifically asked. Uh, So if you want to know, like if you're really inspired by a particular monastic and you want to serve them, uh, you want to treat them, you want to take care of them, um, then you can watch. That's what you get to do is pay attention what do they like? What do they go for? You know? Oh, fish. roguji. <laughs> those are the things. I don't remember the rest. Of that, but those are the things I'll remember for next year. <clears throat> and it's just direct. And so we went around the table and you got to serve, right? Love that. Did you, Jane? Get to serve. So we just kind of let people come in, do a few dishes and, you know, go around the table. And then they eat. We eat. And... Uh, <sighs> And then another tradition uh, around the meal in, in our, with our monastics uh, is that after the meal, they, they, the bowls need to be washed because this is their only set of, you know, flatware, <laughs> roundware <laughs> is this bowl and the spoon that they have. That's it, you know, you can't lose it, you can't set it aside, you can't throw it in the dishwasher, you can't. You know leave it somewhere this is every day and now there's st- they used to be fired you know clay from the earth and now they're stainless steel <laughs> basically and um much more hardy and so these monks they'll have a bowl for 35 years or something like that like eat out of the same dish for 35 years whatever um <clears throat> maybe there are uh Ordain their entire lives. So they'll have one, two, three bowls, maybe. And usually, when a when a kind of a senior monk comes, they have a junior monk with them, and that junior monk will wash the bowls. So that's what I thought was happening. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> but they'll let like people do it, or you know, can offer. And uh, so I went in after the meal. I went into the office and I said, um, Okay, well, we're holding space in the kitchen for, for bowl washing uh, whenever you're ready. Whenever you're ready. <laughs> and the junior monk said, well, I just bowl is empty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> uh, so that was my cue to take the bowl and wash it. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> And I, I'm embarrassed to say, but I will say it because it needs to be said. You know, after uh, 19 years of practicing in this tradition with these monastics, I never washed a monk's bowl, right? Uh, always sucked out <laughs> or let somebody else do it who, was, who had done it before, a little bit of a chicken, a little bit of a klutz. right? <laughs> I'm not uh, really nervous to do it. But in this case, uh, there was no choice, no, no out. (laughs) I stepped in the door and I had been trained. I'd been asked for training or I had asked for training um, from another month recently. And so I felt comfortable too. But, you know, there are some conventions around how to wash a mug's bowl, but the main instruction is treat it like the head of the Buddha treat it treat it like the head of the buddha <laughs> As i was joking yesterday it's a little bit like a, we watched the great british baking show in my family and you know the technical is like make a pie right mm-hmm. so it's like <laughs> treat it like the head of the buddha <laughs> and then the details you know what you do from there is all about the training you've had you know so what does that mean treat it like the head of the buddha so bring bring mindfulness, bring concentration, bring care, uh, bring thoughtfulness, um, bring focus. Uh, So I brought it in to the sink and we had this kind of rubber mat down and I washed it. And then what you do after you wash it is you bring it all the way down to the floor. So I had some towels on the floor, you bring it all the way down to the floor and you dry it completely there. And the reason for that is so you don't accidentally drop it. I mean, the whole thing is you don't accidentally drop it. <laughs> so you wash it and then you bring it all the way down to the floor and dry it completely. Um, and I, I brought it back uh, to him, dried and with the spoon. I've done that before. Here's your, I don't know. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> That spoon go? Well, it's the only spoon that they have, you know, so you really have to care for, like, no, am I why am I still here? You really have to care for these, you know, items. Uh, And so then I went back in, and uh, the junior monks, uh, he was ready for it to have his bowl washed. And so um, I grabbed uh, Ted and Drew to see if they were interested, you know, in learning how to wash a monk's bowl and we kind of did it together. And, uh, uh, Drew, you know, turned it over so he could, um, Drew, who isn't here today, he turned it over so he could dry the bottom and it just sort of just tapped a little bit, the ground, you know, the floor. And he goes, oh, I banged it on the ground. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, you know, no big deal, right? This is practice. So, and they're stainless steel. So, but you feel it like when you're, when you're trying to be really careful and you really care about what you're doing and you're bringing focus and you're bringing a good intention, um, then even the time, like, I didn't even notice, he said it, you know, he's like, oh, I banged it on the floor, but it was like, it was like this. I didn't even notice. But when you're refining your attention, when you're refining your focus, <clears throat> then you feel even the little taps know, you feel even the little ripples. And to me, that's just a really beautiful metaphor for this practice. You know, it starts off really coarse. Like, um, you know, when I first started out, I just, my goal was to just not be nasty. Like, <laughs> that's all I want. <laughs> Maybe this will help me mean, not be nasty though. <laughs> right? I mean, we all start somewhere. And you know, but that's a very that's a that's kind of a low bar. That's a very coarse goal, you know. And over time, my goals have refined and become stronger and yet uh, quieter at the same time. Uh, so as we practice, as we bring our focus, as we develop um, in whatever your practice is, right, you can start to look at how things are getting um, more refined. And sometimes that can be a stumbling block for people because, you know, you, you come in, you're, you're meditating, you're Uh, it makes a difference it feels really good it's really beautiful your mind is settling and then all of a sudden you notice all these things about yourself (laughs) that you really want to change you know because you're quieting the mind you're bringing your focus um to uh you know a way of living that harms no being and so um the practice becomes, you know, there's more depth, there's more breadth to it, there's more opportunities to refine our behaviors, to refine our attitudes, um, and it just gets uh, quite beautiful, really fun, very rich, <clears throat> but but it, it comes with that uh, that noticing of the little bumps, just the little bumps, you know, oh, I made, oh, I could have done that just a little bit more Beautiful, or a little bit uh, calmer, or brought a little bit better uh, of an attitude. And somebody might not even notice. Nobody would notice. No, I didn't notice. You know the the bowl, but Drew did. You know because he was focused, bringing his best to it, and and uh, that's sort of how uh, that's sort of how practice develops. And so I found myself. Uh, this is not the first time, and it won't be the last time. But after the meal, I found my, you know, sitting in meditation. After that, I found myself sort of tearing up. Uh, it's really touching to me. This, this, uh, mm, this convention, this tradition of feeding the monks. You know, you feed them, or you offer the food, and then they say a blessing. And for a long time that blessing uh, wasn't translated into English, it was a sort of poly blessing, very mysterious. You know, they say it every single day. And uh, one day I was out with Pasano and Sikula asked him, you know, what What does it mean? What are What's the translation, what does it mean? And he goes, oh, you know, there's not really a good translation for it yet. It's just the thing that we say, you know, when we get a meal. And, She goes, but what does it mean? And he goes, it means thank you. (laughs) 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 So just noticing, you know, just noticing uh, the goodness of our own generosity and our own giving and recognizing, you know, a thank you (laughs) when it comes our way, recognizing that, that gratitude from others it's just a this is quite a powerful way to um, propel our practice forward, just as it has propelled this tradition forward, just as it has propelled Buddhism forward, it can propel our hearts forward in the right direction. Know, expect the unexpected, uh, stay open, uh, recalibrate, watch the results, try again, and um, enjoy. I'll just end, end with you know, saying, I, I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but I was listening to these uh, talks by these really junior marks, super juniors six months, a year, you know, brand new. Once a year they're allowed to give a dog talk, or a made to. I can't I'm not really sure. It's a made to for sure, but uh but allowing them, you know, to speak to the community. And in this uh one monk who had been, he was just about to become what's called an Ajon. So that's ten years in a row, a teacher. And and he said um, he said I just uh, I just think of my, in the beginning, I, I just thought of my practice as just a series of mistakes, mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake. And he goes, now that I've been doing it for this long, I, I still see it as a series of mistakes. He <laughs> <laughs> goes, but if I can keep making these mistakes and learning from them the rest of my life, then I'll get to a place where there aren't mistakes, where everything is accepted, you know, where everything is balanced. Um, so he said that he was uh, quite happy to carry on you know, in the same way. And the mistakes become more refined. Other people wouldn't look at them as mistakes. You know, but that's our, we are developing an internal compass. Well, we decide what a mistake is and how to learn from it. Uh, and it can be a very joyful process.